man, if only I had been born with some great talent, maybe a musical gift or being incredibly smart. Be honest. How many times have you thought that to yourself? It would be so much easier being successful if we had some sort of talent or some sort of gift that would have gotten us to the top. Well, sure, there's an advantage to having talent. But after this episode, you're going to realize it's all mitigated by discipline and effort. In fact, you're going to find out the scales aren't really in their favor. That's great news. That's great news for you. This is a Wednesday, and so we're talking all about self-discipline. I'm Desmond, and this is your Mental Mastery Moment. This podcast is about success for failures. Failures like me, who grew up in a world that valued conformity over creativity. People like me, who have been made to feel like failures in the corporate structured world of education and the cubicle littered world of business. This podcast is a misfit's guide to discovering, pursuing, and achieving our infinite creative purpose. So, welcome home. Let's change the world around us by changing the world within us. As I mentioned in the intro of every single show, we focus on something I like to call success for failures. And by that, I mean not that you're a failure, but that society, that schools, that corporate workplaces can make us feel like failures. People like you and me, that's what I mean by us, people who are creative people who are entrepreneurial, people who have ideas, we can sometimes feel like failures because we don't fit that perfect employee mold, that perfect student mold. You got to remember our school systems were developed by corporate tycoons who wanted to churn out wonderful employees who would do exactly what they're told and do it day in and day out. That's who created our school system in the Western world. And that is why so many of us don't fit in and we feel like failures. But deep inside, we've got this success. We've got this idea. We've got this motivation. We've got this burning desire to achieve something fantastic, something amazing. We are the ones who are going to change the world. We just need to work on changing what's inside of us so we can be effective. And that's why we talk so much about self-discipline. Today, we're going to talk about the GRIT test, the GRIT, G-R-I-T, GRIT test. It was developed by Harvard researcher Angela Duckworth. Now, she spent decades going over data, studies, information about people who had done something great in their life, and she wanted to come up with, what does it take? Why are some people doing amazing things and other people aren't? She wanted to know what was the magic ingredient, if you will, maybe not so magical ingredient to success. And she came up with two factors, two major factors that determined whether somebody somebody was going to be successful or not. Number one, people who didn't change course, I'll say that again, people who didn't change course just because they wanted a change. They got bored. They wanted something new. Now, maybe that's you. Maybe you have changed course because you got bored. You wanted something new. You just wanted to change. The other group are people who did not change course just because the current one became difficult, because there were obstacles. Maybe that's you as well. 
Maybe both of these are you, and that's okay. We're going to move forward, and we're going to work through this, and we're going to help you achieve success. That is okay, even if both of those describe you or don't describe you, really. As you can see, though, at the core of what she looked at was the ability to stick to the course you're on right now. Basically, grit, making it to the finish line. That is so important. It doesn't always matter in life who finishes first. It matters who finishes, who starts, and who finishes. Those are the ones who are the victors, the ones who fall back to third place, fourth place, fifth place, look up ahead, and quit because they're not winning. Those are the ones who never achieve success. It's all about that grit. In fact, from her study, she found out that grit predicts success. Did I say that right? Predicts, predicts success more than the SAT. The GRIT predicts success more than the SAT. Angela Duckworth took her study of grit to Penn State. Here's what she did. She tested incoming students and she found the ones with a high grit score. Now, I'm going to go over the grit scoring system, the exact test she gave, okay, the exact question she gave. I'm going to go over those with you here in just a moment. She found out the ones with the high grit score with the low entrance exam ended up having a higher GPA than those who had a lower grit score but a high SAT score. So it wasn't that talent that determined success when it came down to figuring out your GPA. Listen to this other study she did. She found out smarter kids don't have to try harder, which kind of bums you out. because You're like, no, that's lame. I got to work a little harder. That's okay because life isn't just about being smart. As we look further into the studies that Angela Duckworth performed, we see how she discovered young children in a spelling bee who had a higher grit score, and again, we'll go over that, but a lower verbal IQ, remember lower, not low, but lower verbal IQ, ended up doing just as well as students with a higher IQ, but a lower grit score. That means, yes, exactly right, the kids with a higher IQ could perform as well without trying as hard. But here's some hope for you, okay? Her studies indicated even the kids with the lower IQs and the less self-control, so they were a little more fidgety, they couldn't, they just no self-control. Now, they had a lower IQ, no self-control, but they had a high grit score. So no self-control, but they persevered to the end. So between the beginning and the end, they didn't always do what they were supposed to do. Listen to this, okay, because this applies to your life and my life. Between the beginning and the end, they didn't always do what they were supposed to do. They didn't have the self-control to do the right things all the time. But they had the grit and the tenacity to make it to the end. Those kids did just as well as the kids with the high IQ. So does it take talent? Does it take a born gift that you might have to be successful? No, not at all. It takes grit. It takes tenacity. It takes sticking through to the very end, even when it feels horrible. So let's find out. Do you have grit? I'm going to tell you my score, okay, at the end of this. But I want you to listen and go through these questions. There's 12 of them that she gave. 
and you need to be honest on these, okay? Be honest. Realizing that your score today may be different than it was five years ago or 10 years ago. Mine's different. Definitely different. I'll tell you what. This, I was at, I was at the no grit level 10 years ago. I'm telling you. And wait until you hear my score now. Eh, eh, I don't want to overbuild it, but wait, it's not. It'll be encouraging to you, okay? So here's what I want you to do. If you're not driving, if you can do it. If you're driving, if you're busy right now and you're just listening, maybe you're just getting ready in the morning or you're, like I said, driving your car, just listen to the questions. I'm going to link to the test for you in the notes for the show, okay? And I'll put it on the Facebook page, uh, Success for Failures. I'll put it on the P. Desmond Adams Facebook page and I'll tweet it for you. Okay, I'll give it to you any way you can get this. I want you to listen to the questions because I want you to understand, and we'll kind of dig into these. I want you to understand what she used to determine grit. And I want you to see because it's going to be very, be like this very clear mirror for you. All right. So questions one through 12, if you can write them out on a sheet of paper, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, leave room for your answers. And I would tell you to write down the answers A to E. A would be that statement very much like me. B would be, that's mostly like me. C, somewhat like me. I could go either way. D, that's not really like me. And then E is, that is not at all like me. Okay, so very much, mostly, somewhat, not much, and not at all. Those are your five options. So you get it. A is a bullseye. That statement, boom. E is, I'm not even on the board. Okay, some questions are going to score higher for a bullseye. Some are going to score higher for being off the board. So don't think you always want to go with E or always want to go with A because some questions are different. I'll link to this again in the notes. So let's go through the 12 questions. I'm kind of going to talk about each one just a little bit, but we'll zip through this. We're only at about 10 minutes, so we're doing well on time. Listen to these. Remember, and I'll go through kind of your options on the answers again. Listen, I have overcome setbacks to conquer an important challenge. So setbacks, I've, I've had some failures, but I've overcome them and I've achieved or I've conquered an important challenge. Is that very much like you? Mostly like you? Somewhat like you? Not much like you or not at all like you? Write that answer down or think about it. And again, you can do this later. New ideas and this is number two, new ideas and projects. Sometimes new ideas and projects sometimes distract me from my Previous ones, mm, ouch, very much like me, mostly like me, somewhat like me, not much like me, not at all like me. Ah, that one's toughy for me, I got to tell you. Those new ideas, those new fun, exciting projects, boy, man, those those old boring ones, man, we got something new here. <laughs> Let me tell you, that's a struggle for me. All right, my interests change from year to year. Now listen to that, year to year, not week to week, month to month. Yeah, sure, you can stay consistent week to week maybe month to month. How about year to year? Do your interests change from year to year? Is that very much like you? They change it every year, mostly, somewhat, not much, or not at all like you. Setbacks don't discourage me. <gasps> okay, maybe that is for you. It's like, oh, you know what? I, I, get, I get bored with things, but I'll tell you what, failure does not discourage me. Think about that one. Number five, I've... I have, I'll read it the way she wrote it. I have been obsessed with a certain idea or project for a short time, but
but later lost interest. So I was obsessed. Think about that. I was obsessed. I was consumed by this thing for a short time. But then later I lost interest. Like all in, all out, all in, all out. (laughs) And that kind of thing. Very much, mostly, somewhat, not much, or not at all like you. Number six, I am a hard worker. That's a good one, right? Because there are people like some of us who lose interest in things. But while we're interested, we're very hard workers. So that's kind of a different thing when you approach it. Again, go through the different levels. Very much, mostly, somewhat, not much, not at all. Number seven, I often set a goal, but later choose to pursue a different one. So you're not getting discouraged. You're not like, oh, this is getting too hard. No, just I just, um, I'm going to go after that one instead. This one's boring to me. That I often set a goal, but later choose to pursue a different one. Number eight. I have difficulty maintaining my focus on projects that take more than a few months to complete. Uh, Months are a long time for some of us. I have difficulty maintaining my focus on projects that take more than a few months to complete. Is that very much, mostly, somewhat, not much, or not at all like you? Number nine, I finish whatever I begin. Now, obviously, I don't think anyone's going to be out. 100% on that, but maybe very much like you. Maybe you're like, yeah, you know what? There's very few things I did not finish. Maybe you're thinking there is nothing I finished that I started. Number 10, I have achieved a goal. Oh, this one's tough because listen to this. Number 10, I have achieved a goal that took years of work. I have achieved a goal that took years of work. Maybe you got your degree maybe you got your doctorate or masters or something or nursing uh, rn or something maybe you saved up and bought a house maybe you lost a couple hundred pounds or 100 pounds over the course of a couple of years whatever it is i achieved a goal that took years of work and remember it's years of work number 11 i become interested in new pursuits every few months again that's just that's not i gave up or anything it's just i become interested in new pursuits every few months. Number 12 is simply, I am diligent. Now, it's a simple statement, but very complex in the answer. I am diligent. Very much like you, mostly like you, somewhat like you, not very much like you, not at all like you. (laughs) That's the last one. I am diligent. Now, go through, and here's the deal, and I'm going to explain this to you, okay? Here's what you want to do on your scoring. So if you actually wrote these down, if you didn't write them down, don't worry. Go to the link and you'll figure this out because you're not going to remember all I'm about to tell you over the next 30 seconds here. But stick with me because I want to talk about my score. So if you wrote those down, numbers 1, 4, 6, 9, 10, and 12, give yourself five points for every very much like, four points for every mostly like, three points for somewhat like, two points for not much like, and one point for not like you at all. On the other ones, you invert it. So on two, three, five, seven, eight, and 11, you're going to go one point for very much, two points for mostly, three points for somewhat, four points for not much, and five points for not at all like you. So go through, add up your score, and divide it by 12. I added up my score, and I came up with a 33. That averages out to, I'll do the math for you, don't worry, 2.75. 2.75. So uh, three is the middle ground. So a, a five means you are gritty. You got the grit. Number one means you got nothing. 
<laughs> I'm a 2.75. Three's right in the middle. So I'm a little below a halfway point. Discouraging? Could be. But listen, if I had taken this five years ago, I would have been a one and a half, maybe. I'm telling you. I have developed self-discipline, tenacity, follow-through, focus, sticking to things, and just, just finishing things up like you wouldn't believe. And I've used some tools and resources that I share, and I'm going to share even more so. But I have changed that, and it's continuing in that direction. I'm telling you, I'm going to take this again in a year, and I'm going to look at just the last year how it's been different. 2.75. So if you got a score less than that, don't beat yourself up. Move in the right direction. In six months, make it 3.0, make it 3.25, 3.5. Move up. All of these things you can change. Think about those questions and whether you can change them. Obsessed with a certain idea or project for a short time. As soon as you feel yourself getting obsessed in something, ask yourself, am I digging too deep into this? Do I need to temper it a little bit and I'm going to blow it out in six months from now? Maybe you need to back out then and kind of temper. Think about that. It's not always about being just a hard worker. Don't pride yourself on hard work because that's not the big factor. It's whether you follow through to the end. My interests change from year to year. Stick to something. Don't be off the charts, crazy excited about one thing and then a year later, crazy excited about something else. Temper it. This is, a lot of this is about, whoa, back it off, back it off now. Back down. Don't get all in on this one because you're going to consume all your energy going into this one. Then you're going to get bored and you're going to go to another one. It's somewhat about backing off a little bit, temper it a little bit. Doesn't mean you take no interest in anything. You're just trying to be steadfast and follow through to the end. Grit. That's what you want. It's tough to see a 2.75, but it's exciting to know that I've improved. When I answered those questions, I was thinking about what I would have said a few years ago, and I know I'm better off, and I know you're going to be better off, especially if you keep listening to this podcast and you keep working on getting better and we keep working on your self-discipline, that number is going to go up for you like crazy. So it's not where you are, it's where you've come from, and that applies to so many areas of life. It's not where you are, it's where you came from. You may look at somebody halfway up the mountain and think, only halfway up but you don't know where they came from. They may have been a, in a valley, deep valley, before they even hit that mountain. And they've climbed further than the person who started at the base and went three quarters of the way up. Remember that. Remember that through your day today. I want you to take the grit test. I'm going to put the link in the notes, okay? You can also go to pdesmondadams.com. You can find the link. I'll make sure I share it on Facebook. I'll put it everywhere I can. Take that grit test and I want to know your score. Don't be ashamed. I got a 2.75. Come on. I'm admitting I would have a one point something a few years back. Take the grit test. I want to know your score. Email it to me or tweet it to me at P. Desmond Adams on Twitter or Desmond at P. Desmond Adams dot com. You can email it to me. Let's share them and let's encourage each other and let's watch those numbers go up. Maybe I'll set an appointment so that in 50 episodes we take this test again. How great would that be? And I want to hear how your scores have gone up. All right? I'm about out of time, so we got to wrap this up. Go take the test. Go rate the show if you like it. If you think it makes a difference in your life, rate it in iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you're listening. Thanks so much. May your reach always extend beyond your grasp. 